American Society of Regional Anesthesia, Regional Anesthesia and Pain Podcast, Azra Rap. I'm your host today, Raj Gupta, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Eric Schwank. Eric, how are you today? Very good, Raj. Nice to see you. Well, we are uh, joined by a, a wonderful panel of people to talk about a big, important meeting coming up for ASRA. Um, first and foremost, we have uh, Vincent Chan, who's the meeting coordinator, program chair for the entire meeting. We have Kumar Bhuvanendran with us, who's the president of ASRA. And then we've got Jamie Barada with us, who's helping out with the meeting in the workshops. And she and I are kind of following Vincent's footsteps later because we have to run meetings after him, which is the hardest job, I think, of all of us, um, is to try to follow this meeting. But to uh, without going further along, let's talk a little bit about the meeting we have coming up. And we are going to be focusing today on the acute pain and regional side of the meeting. We had part one of this podcast, which was talking about the chronic pain aspects of the meeting, but this meeting is so big, we couldn't fit it all into one show. So we decided to split it up into two shows. So Vincent, how are you doing? And thanks for joining us. Yes, I'm very well, Raj. And so Vincent, uh, you know, you've been working hard for quite some time and we won't tell people how long it takes to plan these meetings because it's uh, probably make their head spin. But we're coming up to the final stretch and I've seen the program. I've seen all the hard work that you've been doing. Um, you want to tell people a little bit about the efforts that have been putting into the acute pain and regional part of this program? Yes. Um, so this is the World Congress. Uh, this is going to happen uh, next April. It's April the 19th to the 21st. It's going to be in New York City. So if you ask uh, how long this has been, uh, the planning has been going, I think to me it's almost like uh, having a baby. <laughs> so this is now uh, only about four months away, and we will see the, the result. Uh, it is going to be uh, a big meeting. It's bigger than the usual ASRA spring meeting because, as you said, we have combined the acute pain, the regional CZ side with the chronic pain side. Uh, so it's still a three-day meetings, but we have many more tracks of uh, acute pain, regional anesthesia, and every day there will be also chronic pain. And we have expanded uh, both the didactic uh, plenary sessions as, as well as the workshops. So we have many more workshops and parallel sessions as, as well as uh, e-posters. Uh, interactive sessions, so it's going to be much bigger. And uh, because it's the World Congress, we have invited uh, almost 170 national and international faculty. So we really wanted to be a World Congress to have uh, representatives, uh, speakers, and experts from all over the world to come and join us so that we can uh, really share knowledge with each other and look at the uh, different perspectives since uh, people are coming from different continents and we hope that uh, we can uh, get a different perspectives uh, in addition to the North, North American uh, uh, scientific uh, uh, view. So I really hope that uh, because this is a World Congress, I would love to see uh, people from all over the world to come. Uh, there was a lot of information about a scientific program, the social program on our Astro website. So I invite everybody to to go there and uh, take a good look. Uh, and uh, if you do plan to come, please uh, register early and particularly sign up for the hotel rooms because apparently they are already uh, going 
uh, going to be filled very quickly. So uh, this is this is what I really like to uh, you all to spread the word and uh, be part of this program. Now I made a big boo boo. I forgot one other person. There's so many people joining us today. I forgot to introduce Nabil El Kasabani as well. Nabil, that was my mistake. How are you doing today, Nabil? I am doing very well. Right? I didn't forget Thank about you. you. I just I'm, I'm swimming in information over here, so no, I apologize. It's okay. I thought you were doing that on purpose, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nabil also has to follow Vincent, so I mean we're just all like we're just lining everybody up. So for the next few years you're listening to your spring chairs talking today and so uh all of us have that stress of having to deal with this uh kumar before i jump to you and just uh give you a chance to speak about the importance of this meeting i do want to emphasize something that vincent said this is uh this is happening really fast the deadlines for abstracts is january 8th that's only in a couple of weeks so people need to really get their act together if they haven't put their abstracts in and they are not going to provide extensions this time so if you're counting on procrastinating Fascinating. It's not going to work this time. January 8th, that's it. That's when the deadline is. Kumar, what do you want to say about uh, this meeting? Well, I want to say this is a very unique opportunity for ASRA. Uh, the first time ASRA will be hosting the World Congress. Uh, the World Congress is traditionally once in four years, and uh, it is a joint effort of all the five sister societies. And as such, uh, it's a privilege and an honor uh, to be the president when this World Congress is happening in the United States, in New York. And, um, you know, Vincent didn't, you know, was modest in saying, we've been planning for this meeting for about four years. Uh, actually, as I asked Vincent to be the chair about three to four years ago. Uh, so we've been planning well ahead of time. And uh, we, have, um, uh, we have an entire crew of people uh, on this uh, meeting and set up well ahead of time. As Vincent said, um, the hotel is uh, selling out, but we, uh, we will continue to monitor as the registration is increasing. Um, we already have significant amount of registrations from uh, out of US, which we are really excited. Um, as we heard from sister societies very clearly that we need to have different registration fees uh, according to the WHO, uh, economic standards as such we did that and we have a low income registration fee as well and we are really proud and uh, to know that there's a significant amount of people that have so far registered uh, from international and um, so this just demonstrates the international flavor and we are already uh, on projections wise the abstracts we are about 27% um, ahead of schedule in terms of abstracts submitted. So you brought up the point about January 8th, but uh, tracking it wise, we are ahead by about 27 to 28% of submissions. So we please continue to submit your abstracts. Um, Vincent and the program committee will have a challenge in reviewing all of them, and uh, we will appropriately grade them, and then you know, hopefully you'll be able to come and present your interest in science. So look forward to seeing any, all of you there. So. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kumar. Uh, this is Eric. I just had a question back for uh, Vincent. Um, we talked a lot about the increase in, in the international faculty and, and attendees that are coming. I know there's a lot of advantages, but could you maybe speak to just a couple uh, couple advantages that this meeting will have over some uh, other spring uh, ASRA meetings that have happened in the past with the addition of all the international faculty and their perspectives? 
Yes, with uh, international faculty, we'll be able to have um, have integrated them into our uh, plenary sessions as well as, as workshops. And for the plenary sessions, we have uh, different uh, uh, focus, for example, one on uh, enhanced recovery after surgery. So we have the North American view with the European uh, perspective. And we'll be uh, hope, hoping that we will see uh, a different, uh, perhaps a different practice in different uh, continents. Uh, and also for, for example, opioid epidemics, uh, we are not just talking about what is happening in uh, North America. We also want to see how uh, Europeans are doing in this, uh, in this uh, type of, uh, how, how the, are they dealing with these uh, issues and how are the uh, people from the uh, other countries, for example, Africa and Asia, how do they have a similar experience and how do they able, how are they able to avoid uh, uh, getting into the same uh, situation? So uh, many of our, uh, our plenary sessions, you see that there are uh, people from outside, experts from outside the um, outside North America. Uh, to bring in the different perspectives uh, as well. I hope that uh, during the social time, the uh, break time, uh, delegates will be able to mix not only with international faculties, but also from delegates from around the world. And they will be able to, to uh, hopefully develop new friendship and also be able to exchange ideas. Nabil, the, you, I know you've been involved in helping with the workshops. I mean, this is a pretty extensive uh, workshop program here. Um, any highlights that stand out to you that you, you uh, are excited to see that we weren't able to do at a normal uh, spring meeting? Uh, yes, of course. Okay, first, thank you for having me, and uh, thank you for Vincent for just leading the effort to uh, put this meeting together. Um, so for the workshops, for the first time, we were having the full day of workshops before the actual like start of the meeting. So on Wednesday, you're going to have a, a day that is dedicated to uh, workshops. The day before, you have a, a quite like you no know, a a good uh, period in the schedule that's dedicated to the point of care ultrasound as one of the emerging specialities that uh, Azra is taking on. And actually, we are seeing like an increasing number of regional anesthesiologists now are picking up and interested in the practice of POCUS. We're going to dedicate like, you know, quite a number of workshops for that. And um, this is in addition to the comprehensive workshops that deals with the conventional upper and lower extremities. And the trunk of blocks also has a good share in that meeting. All these newly developed blocks, they're going to find their way into the workshops whether as a demonstration or ask the experts or part of comprehensive workshops for the trunk of blocks. So there's going to be something for everybody. Everybody's going to be able to have a flavor of their blocks of choice and the techniques that they are coming and willing to learn about mm -hmm. and just get some flavor of. So it's really, really an exciting uh, meeting and the workshops are really extensive. Yeah, and uh, Jamie, any thoughts on any uh, highlights that you're looking forward to in particular, whether it's uh, workshops or sessions that are uh, unique to World Congress? Yeah, I think the biggest um, benefit and exciting thing about this um, meeting is the fact that 
you're going to have these in, international experts and really be able to learn from them, network from them, and just get ideas about how people do different things elsewhere, which we normally wouldn't get at our you know, usual national meeting. Um, there's a lot of um, panels on, you know, how to and ask the experts. Also, I'm really interested in that enhanced recovery pathway um, and those lectures. So especially learn from um, some of our international colleagues, like the Europeans that have, are a little bit um, further along in um, enhanced recovery pathways than we are here in the U.S. So I think it's going to be a really exciting meeting, and I think we'll all come away with a lot of um, interesting information. Yeah, I just, just following up on that, I, just, I remember going to one of the ERAS sessions in either uh, last spring's ASRA meeting or the previous one, and they were talking about ERAS, uh, Dr. Viscusi, and then one of his uh, European counterparts were, were talking about the use of epidurals and ERAS, and it was really interesting to hear that kind of one of them had more or less just kind of gone, gotten rid of it all together. And, um, you know, he had lots of reasons and kind of things that he did in its place. It was just very interesting to hear a completely different, but um, totally, <clears throat> totally legit and um, well, a well-supported practice alternative. So about the workshops, uh, one other uh, very special feature with this uh, World Congress uh, meeting is that we will have some uh, availability for uh, using uh, cadavers because this is a com uh, meeting has combined with with uh, chronic pain. So the for the chronic pain side, they will be using cadavers. So we will have access to some of the cadavers, uh, and we will we are planning to use these uh, cadavers for uh, needling practice and able to uh, uh, learn how to. Uh, do ultrasound guided uh, needle uh, insertion and also for catheter placement. Uh, so this will be a half day, uh, four hour event for anyone who's interested. This is something unique that we have not been able to offer during the regular spring meeting. Uh, also special is uh, the New York School of Vision and CZ. They have uh, organized a half day workshop to uh, demonstrate 3D anatomy and uh, and also the lower abdominal and extremity blocks. So some of the unique things that uh, we have introduced in this meeting. So this is uh, Kumar. Uh, you know, I just want to say just to follow up on Vincent's uh, what he said. Um, you know, further we're going to have a uh, Carlo uh, Franco from uh, uh, Cook County in Chicago do a dissection of this cadaver so uh, and it's going to be a very unique experience to see not only under ultrasound but to see the anatomy of the exact uh, of the nerves and various structures and the benefit of seeing that uh, and i know we have talked significantly about workshops but i also want to switch gears to another topic which uh, vincent and we kind of did in the planning sessions is to you know, we talk about, you know, total knee arthroplasty, total hip arthroplasties and procedures, but this time we don't, not only are we having uh, anesthesiologists and perioperative physicians discuss, but we're also going to be having the orthopedic surgeons uh, involved in this process. Now we have the American Association of Hip and Knee Society surgeons coming to give their perspective of uh, what they think, uh, you know, from the, from a surgeon's perspective, what original techniques and original aesthetics are beneficial. And finally, we are trying, we are in the process, or we have 
a patient who actually had the surgery. So it's a real 360 evaluation of the entire process. And uh, so we're really excited of this new development we are planning for the World Congress. Well, quick interruption, guys, to our regular podcast. We're going to insert a little interview we did today with Ed Mariano because Ed is in charge of the entire acute pain and regional portion of the World Congress meeting. And we couldn't get him on the call on Sunday because he was traveling to countries far and beyond. And uh, we thought we'd insert this little interview with him afterwards. With me, as always, is Eric. Eric and I are going to chat with Ed for a few minutes and talk about the acute pain regional site. Eric, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Great to be with you guys again. Good. And Ed, thank you so much for making the time out and joining us today. Roger, Eric, I really appreciate you making time to interview me. I'm sorry I missed the original podcast, but I represented ASRA very well, hopefully, at the Royal College of Anesthetists and London School of Regional Anesthesia program last week. Well, so we always think that when people talk in British accents that it sounds really intelligent. I wonder if the opposite is true for them. When we talk in an American accent, they think that we're really intelligent. I will say that. <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, I will say that um, that they they're very polite, so I don't think they would tell us if they felt that way. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure you represented uh, the American accent and the American uh, intelligence very well for us over there. I hope so. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into this program. We've been talking with Vincent and Kumar and Nabil and uh, Jamie about this program. There's so many little pieces to this program. Are there certain things that you want to highlight to the audience that they should def definitely not miss out on? I think there. Um, this is obviously a huge event for us, it being the World Congress, and I think Azra is very fortunate. Uh, to be able to host it in New York, where I think um, not only is it an international city, but I think it's a great destination for travelers who are interested in coming to visit the U.S., but also learn as much as they can about the hopefully the latest and greatest in regional anesthesia and pain medicine. Um, it is a slightly different program because we have both regional anesthesia and acute pain tracks, plus we have chronic pain. But I think what we try to do is really give our usual spring meeting, um, essentially the 2.0 makeover, and really integrate um, some of the international voices and opinions you know, that really make the live meeting worth attending. So, for example, some of the things I'm really excited about, I think, are one, I think we have great pro-con debates. Um, one of them we put um, really on the first day of the main meeting on Thursday, which is a pro-con of regional versus general anesthesia you know, for various types of surgeries. And we're well represented on the panel with the U.S., with the U.K., um, with Europe, talking about the best anesthetic techniques for patients for hip fracture surgery, breast cancer surgery, and shoulder surgery, which I think um, are really on the forefront of people's minds as we start to go forward and try to personalize the way we take care of patients. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I think that having the Europeans, if there's any European or international uh, guests listening to the podcast, I would really encourage you to come to some of these uh, pro-con debates, especially when it comes to surgery, uh, surgery-specific discussions. You know, shoulder, uh, abdominal, or um, hip or knee, for example. Like we've had really good talks, kind of uh, at at the meeting, at the sessions, but also. Um, outside of the the sessions, kind of in the hallway with some European colleagues in the past, and they have sometimes very different strategies when it comes to maybe ERAS or maybe like I've had some European some European uh, regional guys tell me that 
they don't use epidurals at all. They have great results. And it's some of it, you know, we, some of these things you hear initially, and you're just surprised that they could even do that. But sometimes you'll find that they're actually maybe even ahead of where, where, uh, where some of our practices are. And I don't know if you've encountered that Ed at all, but it seems like you get the perspective you get from them can really kind of open your eyes to things that you maybe didn't even think were possible. Oh, for sure. Actually, the, um, yeah, one of the great things, it's been a privilege to go and be able to speak at other events and to venture outside and speak international meetings. But I have to say that um, from my point of view, I definitely take away much more than I think I give because I learn from not just listening to other people's talks, but really having those conversations in the hallways and the breaks um, or at dinner or breakfast, um, learning what people really do. And uh, this last visit um, that I had most recently to London was really eye-opening. Um, partly because I think I work within a government-run system, and learning from some of the, you know, some of the people working within the NHS was really eye-opening as far as um, some of the drivers in terms of healthcare change. Um, and I think that the, all of those factors are are very fresh in our minds as well as we look uh, forward towards um, healthcare reform in the U.S. Um, one of the cool things that we're trying to do with this live meeting as well is um, bring in more, not just the evidence-based practice, but also some of the tips and tricks you know, for real regional anesthesiologists and pain physicians to try to incorporate into their practice. And uh, we're trying a, a couple of different things um, that I think are really innovative, like these uh, How I Do It sessions. And this will be really fun. You have to have a very good moderator, and we're fortunate to have one. Brian Harrington from Montana is fantastic. He's done this before for us, but this is a little bit different, as you can imagine, um, because we have international faculty who are already world-renowned for their areas of expertise. We've got Admir Hadzik, Stuart Grant, Eric Albrecht, Jens Borglum, um, doing two sessions on Friday, um, How I Do It, Tips for Experts by Experts um, for some of these new interfascial plane blocks and peripheral nerve blocks. And um, we've invited people to submit videos, uh, cases, um, send in their own tips, challenges, pearls, um, and Brian's going to do a great job. I, I know it. Um, really trying to integrate some of these um, audience and hopefully social media-based presentations um, into a live session. I think these are things that you can't get by just watching videos online. Um, you really need to be there in person and have these conversations and listen to what people say because I have to say that um, even after you read people's articles over and over and over, it's only really when you start to talk to them one-on-one -on -one that um, you get a little more insight into what their practice really looks like. Tell me a little bit about these videos. So are they supposed to be submitting these uh, to the ASRA website somewhere? Yeah, so uh, if you go to ASRA, ASRA's website, you can also, um, some of you on social media have probably already seen some of the ASRA posts. Um, there's a call for submissions. Um, you can send in your videos. They don't have to be professionally made, although I have been impressed over the years at what people have sent in. Um, but they can also just be written cases or comments. Um, you know, they can be in any format you choose, really, because I think that it's the job of our moderator and our experts to take some of those comments, questions, and tips um, and present them, but also to hopefully provide some context as to when uh, perhaps like some of these um, you know, some of these techniques and performance and nuances you know, may be most applicable. Yeah, I mean, and I couldn't agree with you more about the benefits of going to the uh, 
the live meeting itself. I mean, that being said, I think um, all three of us are, are pretty heavily involved in uh, social media with Azra and just in general. So certainly that's something uh, to, to pay attention to for uh, using the hashtag, uh, uh, the hashtag Azra uh, World Congress. Um, no, it's Azra. I think, I think it's to, I think it's hashtag Azra World eighteen. Hash, you're right. You're right. Hashtag uh, Azra World eighteen. Yep. I think those who are unable to uh, make the meeting this year certainly can follow. And I would I would think that the activity is going to be through the roof, just given the kind of the international presence and the amount of buzz going about this meeting and just the number of sessions, especially if you're if you're uh, looking at some of this content like I am and you're thinking that there's like three, four, five sessions going on at once, I would like to be, you know, I would like to be in all of those rooms. Certainly, if you can follow some of the people tweeting about those topics, that might be a great way to get filled in on some of the newest and, and greatest updates. Yeah, definitely. The, the use of social media, Twitter in particular, has completely changed the way that we experience conferences. And I think it really allows people because the reality is we can't go to every meeting all the time. But I think this is definitely going to be one not to miss. And it was fascinating. I mean, when I was in London, um, you know, the most of the people I spoke with were already making plans. Some of them have already booked their flights to New York uh, for Azure World. So this is going to be really exciting. And I'm, I'm really interested um, because some of the conversations we had, um, especially with some of the, the really innovative uh, practitioners of regional anesthesia and acute pain in the UK who've already set up their own programs, um, it's very it's very interesting that some obstacles are common worldwide. And you know, some of the challenges in convincing your administration on trying to uh, Im implement new models of care, um, the same problems that we have here in the US, um, yeah, other people have also experienced. And, and being able to share some of the some of the strategies to overcome those obstacles, I think will be really, be really interesting. And one of the sessions that I'll be speaking in is actually on perioperative medicine worldwide. And you know, while we use the perioperative surgical home model uh, within the US, um, there are other models of practice um, throughout the world um, that essentially, essentially model the same concept, which is just the expanding the role of anesthesiologists in terms of perioperative medicine. And so it'll be really interesting. We have, uh, not only do we have um, Alex Vizen, who's been very involved with Azra's practice management portfolio, but we also have Colin McCartney, who trained in the UK and is a chair of anesthesiology in Canada. Uh, we have Monty Mythen yeah, from the UK, who's going to be yeah, on our panel as well, um, talking about um, the UK experience. And, and hopefully we'll mention some of the work that he's done uh, with Duke anesthesiology and developing um, their own version of the perioperative enhancement team. So I think this is going to be really fun. I mean, the, these are the kinds of sessions that uh, really get me excited to come to a conference. And just to clarify one last time, the hashtag Azra World 18, I apologize as a social media chair, that's that's an embarrassment that I got that wrong the first time, but I suppose I could, I could be excused there. <laughs> I think you just, you're just used to your, our phones prompt us, so you don't have to think about it most of the time. Right. That's true. That's true. On Saturday, there's a series of uh, parallel sessions on new stuff in acute pain and regional, innovation in regional and acute pain. What, where do you see um, those sessions leading to? What are the topics there that you want people to really pay attention to? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I think that uh, Saturday is one of those great examples that Eric mentioned uh, where you are going to have a really hard time picking where you want to be physically because yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, and 
thankfully you'll have a lot of friends on Twitter that will help keep you up to date on all the stuff that they're learning. So that way, um, even though you have, you, you're, while you're, you'll have to choose which seat you actually sit in, you'll still be able to learn from what other people are learning. Um, I would say that, um, I don't want to show particular bias to one session or another, but there are some really great ones. I would, I would want to highlight, um, for one, first morning session, um, innovations in regional anesthesia. Um, I think we have some great speakers that are going to talk about you know, not only some of the emerging technology that we've seen in peripheral nerve blockades, so um, you know, new technology to try to enhance needle visualization, uh, precise targeting of local anesthetics, uh, but we'll also see what's new with continuous infusion. Um, and then later on, we'll start to see some, some maybe down the road future technologies that can be used uh, for targeted pain control um, that perhaps don't involve local anesthetics. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that these, these types of tools, I think, are going to be more and more important for us as anesthesiologists as we get more involved, not just in post-operative pain control, but subacute and transitional pain and really helping the patient um, towards convalescence. I think that this is a growing role for us. I realize that some of this probably falls maybe a little bit more in, in the, the chronic pain realm, but certainly the opioid epidemic is affecting all of us in regional and, and acute pain as well. And I just feel like the the involvement of European and uh, international colleagues in this discussion is especially relevant now. And, and it, this meeting might be a nice time to to talk to some people, whether it's through you know panels, lectures, or just chatting with them outside but you know to the whole concept of is this an american problem or is it kind of an international problem what are the differences this is like a what better chance to to get into some of that than at a meeting like this you know oh absolutely and i think that um if you look at the and our that afternoon like i said saturday is going to be a busy day um but just full of i think full of really exciting topics you know that will get people thinking and talking and hopefully i think move research and clinical practice um, for years forward but when you look at some of these things, we're we're all regional anesthesiology enthusiasts, and so I don't think any of us any of us would deny that. Um, yeah, we love the blocks, but at the same time, um, yeah, that's really only one tool that we have to help treat patients. And some of these other topics, and I know Eric, you've done a lot of great work with this using um, ketamine and other non-opioid analgesics to try to provide not just perioperative pain pain management, but hopefully effective transition. Um, yeah, to outpatient management um, of pain you know, that's not dependent on opioids. Right. I think that this is more important now than it ever has been. Um, but I think that exploring some of these pharmacologic um, and technologic tools uh, to help facilitate um, acute and transitional pain management, I think that this is really where we have to focus. And so um, the afternoon, I think, will be really, really exciting and just because of some of the speakers that we have. Um, have done a lot of work in this. Uh, you're going to hear from the source uh, sources, and I think it'll um, hopefully get people really thinking about how they can integrate some of these new strategies in their own practices. Well, I'm uh, thoroughly impressed with the entire program. Um, we could go on and on and on and talking about the details of this program. We haven't even touched on the ex the expert sessions or the workshops. Um, there's so many great things to do with that. So what I highly recommend is all the listeners go go to the azra.com website, go to the meeting page for this uh, World Congress meeting, click on the program link on the right hand side, and you can see the meeting at a glance and see all the different options you have and kind of figure out how you want to bounce around. 
um, to the different workshops, the interactive sessions, and all the parallel sessions throughout the meeting for three days. Um, Ed, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, Eric, uh, as always, it's great to talk with you guys. And we're going to jump back to the regular podcast with all the other guests and kind of finish up our conversation at that point. I want to emphasize one thing that we uh, talked about briefly in the previous meeting, which uh, previous podcast about the chronic pain portion. But um, over the last few years, Azra's really taken to listening to their special interest groups and getting feedback from that. Um, if you look throughout the plenary sessions and the workshops, you'll see uh, contributions from the point of care ultrasound special interest group, the pediatric special interest group, um, and uh, many other contributions from education special interest group. All of these have uh, direct uh, involvement in the program. Um, Vincent, you wanna talk about how useful it was to have this feedback when you're uh, uh, developing the program? Yes, um, we, uh, during the planning uh, phase, we particularly asked the leads for, from every uh, ASRA special interest group uh, leaders to submit the topics. We do want to include uh, these uh, special interest group topics into the program so that uh, they are able to, to be um, um, to organize and invite the uh, faculty to um, to focus on the, their spe specific uh, area. So, for example, for the education group, uh, now in the program we have the international perspective uh, of education in region and disease and acute pain. So we have speakers from Australia, we have speakers from the UK, we have speakers from Philippines, and also from uh, North America. So. It, it is uh, really a, a good panel if you're interested in education. You come to this panel and you see a different perspective from uh, each continent uh, to, to tell us what works in, in their, uh, in their uh, situation and also hopefully we will learn from each other. Yeah, I had a quick question just for, just to follow up real quick with uh, what Kumar said. Do we do we know actually when the uh, the session featuring the total knee arthroplasty patient and the surgeons when that actual session is scheduled for, or is that still to be determined? Uh, I think uh, that I, I believe it's on Friday, Vincent. Uh, Vincent the, was the schedule. The, okay. It's going to be on the first day because it is uh, we make it as a big highlight of the meeting. So it's going to be uh, the in the morning. We're going to have it for EVAS for abdom major abdominal surgery, and then in the afternoon we have the EVAS uh, uh, protocol for total knee arthroplasty. And during the uh, EVAS for total knee arthroplasty uh, session is going to be a roundtable discussion. As you have heard, uh, we will have two surgeons. We have anesthesiologists as well as the patient. Uh, all talking, not just uh, not going to show slides, but really dis discuss uh, how what uh, EVAS is all about, and particularly for the patient, what what uh, is the good and the bad of EVAS uh, from the patient's perspective. And I think that I think that's really a great uh, potential opportunity for us to get some pa uh, potentially get some patients uh, involved in the conversation, even if they are not necessarily 
uh, all attending this meeting, we, you know, through social media, Twitter, for example, uh, getting patients involved in uh, the discussion featuring a patient and, uh, and surgeons and anesthesiologists really is a nice way to kind of get some of that um, out to the public, especially as it uh, goes to useful, uh, useful perspectives and information. Jamie, have you thought a little bit about uh, the uh, pros and cons of mixing this big chronic pain program into our acute pain regional, you know, normal uh, love affair we have during the meeting? Um, you think that's going to, I think that's going to enhance the meeting. What are your thoughts on that? Um, are you planning on jumping over and going to some of the other sessions? Um, I think it will definitely enhance the meeting. There, I mean, certainly the line between acute pain and chronic pain is continually getting blurred. And, you know, we really have, there's, you know, that transition period. So I think we can learn a lot from our chronic pain um, um, experts. So I, I'm really excited to check in on some of the chronic pain panels, like on complex regional pain syndrome, um, even just back pain, the transition to acute and chronic pain. There's a lot of good sessions I think really apply to us as regional and acute pain specialists as well. Um, so I think we can learn a lot from them. I guess the question is, what, what do we do? Because there's so many good sessions. If you just just kind of perusing through the schedule here, there's so many parallel uh, sessions that there's clearly no way you can even, you know, a, a given attendee could even go to a fraction of these things. So I think there's just, uh, there's so much good content. Well, there's two answers to that, Eric. One is, is that if it's anything like our past meetings that we'll be tweeting like crazy across. And so you can literally attend a different session while you're sitting in one session by listening to what, you know, Jamie's typing over here or Ed's typing over there or somebody else is typing over there. Um, and uh, keep track of the meeting content and be in more than one place at the same time. The other thing is, uh, Vincent, aren't we recording some of these? Yes, yes. We will be recording uh, many of the sessions. We will actually be uh, live, uh, broadcast some of the selected sessions to uh, on the web for people to view at any place of, in the world. But uh, this, obviously, this different than, very different than uh, doing it real, real time and have the ability to interact with the faculty and with uh, people around you. So, you know, the, yes, the, many of the sessions will be videotaped so that people will be able to uh, watch the, that, those online later on. Yeah, this is the first time actually we're going to be live streaming some of the sessions because we do understand that this is a world congress and we understand that people can't come to the meeting not everybody but um, for people that cannot come to the, especially the people in the de developing countries we're going to be able to live stream some of these uh, sessions yeah so if you're uh, not able to attend which we would love for you to attend it'd be better if you can be there in person but if you can't you can watch some of the sessions live streamed get on social media at the same time and while we're sitting in the session and you're watching it live you can interact with us in the session and you know maybe even get a question answered that way so um there's lots of ways to get engaged uh during this meeting and uh, you know you're absolutely right jamie there's so many places to be at once it's hard to know what to do now um we've got a couple minutes left uh you know we would be remiss in uh not mentioning the fact that this is in new york city um, uh, Eric, you were just in New York, weren't you? I was. I was just up there for the PGA meeting uh, about a week ago, and it was it was a great time being up there at the same hotel. In fact, 
and it's a the Marriott Marquis is really nice, very good accommodations. And, um, you know, be, you're right in the thick of everything. You're in Times Square. You can, there's so many different uh, restaurants, things to do. And when you're not at the meeting, of course, you're going to love going to the meeting sessions, but you can't spend 100% of your time at the meeting. So it's nice to be in a place that's uh, such a mecca of activity and has a lot going on. And um, it's going to be tons of people, fun time. And, um, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be great, especially for people that haven't been up there. And, Vincent, we have a few social events too, correct? Yeah, the the Saturday, uh, Saturday social event will be held uh, right in the hotel in a location overlooking Times Square. So I'm told that this is going to be a, a beautiful venue. Uh, so I hope that everybody can come and be part of it. Any other thoughts uh, before we wrap up the session tonight, guys? So I just hope that um, people who are listening to the podcast will will come and uh, we'll, I hope that uh, we have uh, piqued your interest. Uh, New York is a good place, a very exciting place. The World Congress uh, is going to be uh, full of uh, interesting uh, topics and uh, you will meet lots of uh, uh, experts from all over the world. So we really want to see you there. I have a, a chance to greet you in person and be able to say hi and uh, we will learn all together. I would say just uh, one thing to just think of it as the, this is the Olympic Games of the, of the regional anesthesia and pain meetings. That happens every four years. And it's really exciting time and everybody's looking to be in New York City. And if you add to that a lot of learning, a lot of interaction with experts from all around the world, you cannot beat that. And I would emphasize something that Kumar said over and over again. This is a family organization. Um, it feels like a family when you go to meet it, and our family is going to be really big at this meeting. But even though there's a lot more people coming, um, we expect and we hope that you guys would uh, come up to us, say hi, introduce yourself. Um, you know, our circle of connections gets bigger and bigger and bigger when people say hi and interact and uh you never know i said that hi to somebody years ago and now we're sitting here talking to you to do it as well so um please come please join in please interact we're really looking forward to it first things first remember that deadline january 8th for the abstracts and go to azure.com to check out all the other meeting materials registration materials and book your hotel and see you in new york yeah and see you in that. I just want to say thank you for all, and hopefully we'll see most of you in New York or all of you that are listening to this podcast, and we look forward to welcoming you in New York. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you, everybody. You. Thanks. See you in New York. Thank you.